0: Welcome to the broadcast today. It's Cross Time with Pastor Curtis, and I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in the studio at Crossway Church in Queen City, Texas, and we're so glad to be gathered around God's Word with you this morning. So grab your Bibles. We're going to get right into uh, this series that we're doing on From the Cross to the Throne, and uh, it's very encouraging to me. It has been very edifying to me. And uh, just to be looking at these great truths that are ours in Christ Jesus and being encouraged and edified and drawing from uh, the wisdom of God uh, concerning these things that makes these truths that we're studying right now, along with all truth, will make our journey more what it should be on the way home and that's really what we Christians are doing we're traveling on this journey on our way home and a lot of our problems most of our problems are self and self induced and they self can only destruct that's why Jesus said if we're gonna follow him we'll have to deny self and take up our cross which is faith in his sacrifice to be able to follow him to be able to be his disciple to be able to learn To be able to function as the body of Christ that we are. So grab your Bibles today and while you're turning to Ephesians chapter 2, let me remind you that I'll be in Robin's going with me also. Robin and I will be in Warren, Arkansas beginning tonight and tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at the House of Prayer on 212 South Myrtle Street there in Warren, Arkansas. It's about Fifteen miles west of Monticello. So uh, if you're anywhere in that area, we'd love to see you this evening. And tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. It's about three hours from here where we are in Queen City. So again, that's at the House of Prayer, 212 South Myrtle Street in Warren, Arkansas. It's about 15 miles west of Monticello. So bring your Bibles and your hungry hearts. And come on out and join the little group of folks wanting to learn the the word of the truth of the gospel tonight and tomorrow night in Warren, Arkansas. And we're just honored to be able to carry this truth into these places to to see God's people edified and encouraged or maybe someone shows up who's lost, who hears the gospel and they're born again. So it's just an honor for us to carry this great truth anywhere. And uh, what a privilege it is, praise the Lord. This series we're doing on From the Cross to the Throne is not really, it hasn't been about uh, what you normally would hear in that message. You know how the topic usually is in a message that has that title, how Jesus went to paradise, he did not go to hell, he did not go to suffer, he did not have to go take the keys away from the devil. None of that is in the Bible. None of that is in the Bible. He finished the work, destroyed the, the enemy's works at the cross. There is where he took the power of death away from the devil in his own death. Hebrews 2.14 tells us that. So uh, this is not a message on that particular focus of what happened from the cross to the throne, although it's a good one, too. But this is concerning what happened to us the moment we were born again. How we were immediately, immediately, we were seated with Christ in heavenly places. Immediately, we do not have to fight to get there. We do not have to pay to get there. We do not have to work hard to get there. The moment we believed with our hearts unto Jesus Christ through faith in his death, the shedding of his blood for the forgiveness of our sins. In that very moment, God the Father saw us immersed into the death. We were crucified with Christ because he was crucified for us. We were buried with Christ because he was buried for us. We were risen with Christ because he was raised from the dead for us. And we were ascended with Christ because he ascended to the Father for us. And he is seated now at the right hand of majesty on high, Hebrews 1 and 4. And because he did that, he did that for us. And we're seated together there with him. And let me just say this again. When we were born again, we were seated immediately with him. We did not have to learn theologic, deep theological truths of being seated with him. But let me just say this, if you're not learning what it means to be seated with him and that you are literally buried, uh, crucified, buried, raised, uh, ascended and seated with him, if you don't begin to understand these truths You're going to struggle your whole life because your focus is only going to be on the here and now. And if that's your focus, then you're going to struggle. You know, the Bible says that while we look not at the things that are temporary, we can endure, but while we're just surrounded by, which all of us are, worldly things, devilish uh, attitudes, and sometimes it's our own, and just worldly things, devilish things, our own fleshly things, if that's all we're sh- surrounded by and looking at, then, then my friends, we're, we're gonna uh, just struggle in an unbelievable amount of unneeded struggles when we could have our mind and our affections set on things above where we are seated with Christ. We are seated with Christ now. Now, we're not teaching some flaked out uh, theology, some weird stuff that we're not really here. We are really here. The problem is that us not understanding that we're seated With Christ in heavenly places that also proves that we don't really understand our co-crucifixion with Christ and let me just say today to the degree that we understand our being crucified with Christ buried and raised to that same degree we can understand that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. This is not make-believe. This is scripturally true. Whether you believe it or not, whether you experience it or not, uh, I mean, uh, that would be a horrible thing not to learn these truths as a Christian, but they're true whether I experience it or not. Me believing it doesn't make it true. It only makes it true for me when I do. It's true whether I believe it or not. There's many people that don't believe heaven exists, don't believe in Jesus, but that doesn't remove the truth that Jesus is and what he did at Calvary and that he is seated at the right hand of the Father because he was exalted to that position only because of his being humble and obedient unto the death of Calvary's cross. You need to understand that. So there's no need in us going through our lives and saying we believe Jesus died for us and not ever knowing that the scriptures tell us we were crucified with him. There's no need in us traveling on this journey and not knowing that not only was Jesus resurrected, ascended, and seated at the right hand of of the Father, but the born-again believer has been raised and ascended and seated at the right hand of the Father. We need to know these things. And again, this is not make-believe. This is not me sitting around imagining these things and just trying to make myself see a picture. That right there will get us in big trouble. What we're doing and what we're teaching is that from our hearts, we believe what God has said. The Bible says that God has spoken. And God will perform, listen, Isaiah quoted it. God says that he will perform all his counsel. He has spoken it and he will do it. God only performs his word. If God hadn't spoken it, God's not going to be performing it. Let me say that again. If it's not based on God's word, what God has spoken, and you're trying to make something happen, you're trying to live outside the perimeters, really listen, according to God's word in the light of the living word of God who became the Lamb of God on Calvary's cross, my friend, you're not going to find God performing anything. You're going to live a... It's those folks who are living a make-believe and pretend life. The reality... Of life is found only in Christ through faith in what he did on the cross and the moment we believe that truth of Jesus dying to forgive us of our sins in that moment we have been placed in his death Romans 6 3 and we've been buried with him and raised with him and ascended with him and seated With Him. Wherever Jesus is, there the child of God is in representation. And again, let me say this before we dig into this today that we should not be struggling with the reality of our being seated with Christ in heavenly places. And to the degree we're struggling with that, to that same degree we're struggling. With realizing our faith has to be in the death of Jesus. And we have to begin to learn that the Bible says in Romans 6.11 that we are to reckon ourselves to be dead also. Dead indeed to the sin nature. We are not trying to die. The Bible says we are dead. And hidden with Christ in God, Colossians chapter 3. We're not going out and trying to die. We've already died and been buried and raised, ascended and seated. Hallelujah. Um, listen, we just need to learn scripturally what it means to experience the truth and the power of the cross. But if we don't, then we won't know what it means to be found in the fellowship of his sufferings. And if we don't know what that means, then we're not going to just happen chance, uh, fall into accidentally the power of his resurrection. This is where we're made conformable unto his death. And outside of that, we're just playing games or playing imagination, uh, vain thoughts. Uh, And again, this is not a make-believe. We all have different pictures of this in our mind. If we all just think about Jesus, just Jesus the man, the Son of God, we all have different thoughts about him. And we're not called to know him after the flesh. And no man, the Bible says, knows him after the flesh but we know him as the Son of God and what he did as the Lamb of God through Calvary's cross, his dying for us, the shedding of his blood. And so it's not what we imagine in our minds. It's what God says in our hearts, simply simply believing it, fighting to believe it so that we can be found by the power of the Holy Spirit experiencing now what we have received and we've received it freely and let me say this when the the word of God tells us to set our affection our mind on things above the purpose of that is so that our lives here and now can be affected. He says, set your mind on things above. Well, first of all, that proves that we're still here. This is not some fantasy that we're make-believing that we're not really here. We are here, and our God has said for us while we are here to set our mind, our affection on things above. Why? Because that's where we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. Before the... The broadcast this morning, I wrote down something here I want to read uh, to you uh, as I was meditating and praying over this, this session that we're teaching and sharing. Uh, this The Lord showed me this morning, and I want to read it to you. It's very short. <clears throat> the exclusive, the exclusive, the only way we can stand in grace and walk in truth is if we are doing that through faith in Christ's death from our seated position with Him. You see, when your faith is literally, I'm talking about faith now, not when you were born again years ago or last month or whatever. Your faith has to be in, your heart has to be yielded to, and trusting the very object of faith that made you free from sin and a servant of righteousness so that you now, Romans 6, 16, can be found by God serving obedience unto righteousness. You have to understand that. So uh, there's no way, let me read it again. The exclusive, the only way that we can be found standing in grace And walking in truth is if we are doing it through faith in Christ's death from our seated position with him. Meaning from that which represents a finished work. The finished work. Christ being seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Why? What does Hebrews 1, 3 say? That he's upholding all things by the word of his power. And having purged us from our sins by himself, he's now seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. See, even in that scripture, it points out the cross and the cross being the finished work and Jesus being seated. And and there are many scriptures that are about that, that show us that you cannot separate, uh, although they were two different events, you cannot separate the cross from the resurrection. And the power of resurrection was in the seed that was planted in death, that being the seed of the woman, that being Christ Jesus our Lord. He, he, when he was planted in death, when he was crucified, within him, within that death, was resurrection life. And when he was resurrected, the power of that resurrection was his sufferings on the cross. There are scriptures. I I got my little F.J. Hugel book here. Let me show it to you again. It's called The Enthroned Christian. If you've not got this, you can order this from rarechristianbooks.com. Don't try to get it on Google or Amazon. They'll charge you They'll want your whole wallet for it, but uh, rarechristianbooks.com. Check it out. But let me read you this little short paragraph concerning that which we're talking about, that the resurrection is always tied to the death of Jesus, the crucifixion, and the crucifixion is the power of the resurrection. Watch this now. In Paul's epistles, they're ever-associated. Buried with him, you are risen with him That I may know him and the power of his resurrection And the fellowship of his sufferings Being made conformable unto his death Watch now, you are dead And your life is hid with Christ in God If we suffer, we shall also reign with him the two go hand in hand they cannot be separated you remember when jesus finally shows up four days after lazarus has died and martha says if you would have only been here you could have saved him you could have prevented this and jesus told martha oh he'll he he will live again, and Martha said, "Well, I know about the resurrection. Here, here comes, here comes. Listen, here, here we come. This is us. Oh, I know about the resurrection one day, the the great rapture, the the resurrection of the dead." I Martha said, "I know about that. He'll be resurrected then." And Jesus looks at her and says, "I am the resurrection. This is a great story to represent." Uh, to to play a part in what we're teaching. Jesus had not been crucified yet. Jesus had not been buried and raised from the dead yet, ascended and seated yet. He was still in his ministry, and he's telling Martha that, yes, the resurrection's going to happen, but I am that resurrection, and I am here now. I got news for you folks. Jesus wasn't trying to teach against a, a, a resurrection he wasn't saying it wasn't gonna happen he was saying he is that resurrection and he lives in your heart if you're a child of God and he is that resurrection power he said he is the resurrection before he ever was crucified he is who he is who he's always been hallelujah to the lamb that's good stuff so let me read this again The exclusive, the only way we can stand in grace and walk in truth is if we're doing it through faith in Christ's death from our seated position with Him. Our faith is in His death. That's the the only object of faith God has given us. Faith is only found in Christ. And faith in Christ... It means always faith in his death. We know this to be true because God is not always delivering us to the throne. He is not always delivering us to the grave. He's not always delivering us to anything but one thing. And 2 Corinthians 4.11 tells us what that one thing is. He's always delivering us who are alive unto death for Jesus' sake. So that the death of Jesus can be worked in us and life in others. That right there, it's in 2 Corinthians 4, 11 and 12. And then goes on deeper that we're going to get into in the days ahead very soon. About that, my friend, being the spirit of faith. And you don't want to miss that. We're going to get into that pretty soon, I hope and pray, if Jesus tarry. But... He always delivers us unto death, proving and confirming there is only one object of faith, only one place of faith. That if I, Listen, if our faith is not in Christ crucified, our faith is not in the Word like we think it is. It won't. The word won't work for us, I don't care how much we quote it and presume and pretend that it's working, if we're not accepting the very place God always delivers us, which is to the death of Jesus, so that that death of Jesus can be worked out in us, then we're not going to be able to express Christ, my friend. And if this is true, and it is because it's Bible, it's Bible, it's scriptural, if this is true and we know it is, then if we're not expressing Christ, we're only expressing ourselves in the name of expressing Christ. And that is where most of the church is today. And so we have to be very careful about what we're calling what God is doing. If it's not pertaining to Jesus and what he did, it's exclusively men and their flesh. The flesh will get involved in everything religious but the cross. The flesh will go to church and lift hands as long as it doesn't have to hear the message of the cross. As long as the cross is not a part of what's going on. The flesh will do all kind of stuff to deceive us. The deceitfulness of our own flesh. So, let me read it one more time and try to remember to say something the Lord stirring in my heart. The exclusive, the only way we can stand in grace and walk in truth is if we are doing this through faith in Christ's death from our seated position with Him. Our crucify, our being, our, our faith is only in Christ. It's only, it's not in us. It's in Christ. Our faith in Christ is what saved us. Our faith in Christ and His death also is what keeps us. It's what allows us to experience our being seated with Christ so that we can stand in grace and walk in faith you need to understand that we only walk in truth as we are found standing in grace and we are only standing in grace as we are seated with christ in heavenly places and all this is experienced only to the degree that you and i are willing to fight the good fight of faith to keep the faith in the very object that allowed God to give it to us, which is the death of Jesus. The place he's delivering us always to, us who are alive, is because it's the only place our faith works and allows us to see that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. And that that is true. It Israel. It is now. Hallelujah. Yes, we are here, but yes, we were crucified with Christ, and yes, we are seated with Christ. Yes, in this layout of God's plan, just as Jesus told Martha, I am the resurrection before he ever died. You and I are children of God in Christ Jesus, crucified, buried, and raised with him, ascended, and seated with him even though we're very much here right now. This is why everything has to be by faith, not faith in what I think, not faith in a picture. Well, I'm just not picturing it, obviously. as you It's not about what you picture in your mind. It's about what God says, and you simply believing it in your heart In spite of the feelings, in spite of the circumstances, in spite of what others say, in spite of whatever is going on, may God's word forever be settled in our hearts as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. So let's read this in Ephesians chapter 2. And I've been ministering on this last Sunday morning and Wednesday night this past week. So you can go to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson, 316, and watch those services if you miss them. this, This series is a very, very important series that you and I will never understand these truths that we see in the Word of God if we don't understand where our faith has to be where our faith has to be in that one object that God is always delivering us unto which is the death of Jesus this is this is a confirmation to the ministries through the ages who found themselves like the apostle paul desperate truly from the heart wanting to please god more than men wanting to be found faithful to God more than faithful to men, wanting to be found upright by God on this journey. We know we're not perfect, but the Bible tells us we can walk upright, and we want to know, not not a witness to men, but a witness to God and a testimony to men. And through the ages, there have been men who see the frailty and the the impossibility Ability of imitating Christ and every time we try we realize that we can't but we're, but we're called to partake of Christ and, 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 and we realize that that's what we're called to Nobody can imitate Christ. Every time we try, it's flawed, and he is not flawed at all. So we cannot imitate him, but we can partake of him, which is what the Bible calls partaking of that divine nature, being the nature of the Lamb. Hallelujah. So we need to learn these things, and we need to understand that all through the ages there have been men and women, boys and girls who saw I just can't do it I can't do it and, 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 and I want to do it. I want to live for God. I want to please God. And, and I, I'm doing all I can, and it's still not working. I, I want to do this, and I can't. And I want to stop doing that, and I can't. And, and, and then I, 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 There's something in me that's keeping me from doing this. And just like the apostle Paul, there's been a few down through the ages who were in that same condition. They could care less what men thought. That's why the Apostle Paul didn't run into Jerusalem when he got saved. He ran out to a, a desperate place in the wilderness, in the desert. And, and he stayed there for a long period of time because he, he didn't run in and try to put on a show. He, he went and he only wanted that which God wanted. And I mean, the fear of man brings us into the snare of men, but the fear of God brings us into the experience of God. And so there have been those down through the ages who want to live for God. They don't want to put on a show for men. They want to live for God and express the very salvation of which he has offered them and given to them. And every one of them that has found themselves in this place, God, through the fear of the Lord functioning in their heart, shows them his covenant and but even many times those will move back into the place of the fear of man and thinking that we have to try to mediate or we have to try to protect some man or protect our finances and we get all distracted. I said we get all distracted and we have to learn. To keep our mind on Christ Jesus and what He did at Calvary. Because only from there comes the power of God, only out of death comes the power. The life, the resurrection, life, and power of Jesus Christ. Only out of death comes the expression. And I don't mean just because you were born again. No, because you were born again, you now, if you keep your faith in that which allowed God to make you a new creation, that which allowed you to be born again, you can experience these things by faith. Faith, faith. Now faith is the substance of what we're hoping for, the very evidence of things not seen. Faith brings you into the experience uh, here and now to God's Word, what God has said. No matter what it feels like, looks like, our faith is in the Word of God in the light of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And that, my friends, brings us into the reality of the substance that is there for those who are believing in Christ and His death. Amen. So let's read this and we'll start in verse 5, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 5. Even when we were dead in sins, God has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. See there? By grace, remember Hebrews 2 and 9 tells us that Jesus tasted death by the grace of God for all men. Watch now, and has raised us up together and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, (coughs) in Christ Jesus. The entrance place into Christ Jesus is into his death. Jesus, two times in John 10, tells us he is the door. It's the cross, it's his death that made him the open door to the Father. And you've heard us say it in this ministry if you follow us on social media or if you follow us here, you're with us here at Crossway Church. The only open door for God to be able to give you anything, to do anything for you, to you, with you, among you is through the death of Jesus. It was through his son's death he reached through for you. And it's only through the death of Jesus, your faith therein, in that alone, that allows you to, to be found in obedience to God, worship to God any finances you may put in a literal basket in a literal building in a literal local church here on this earth now, it won't grant you any blessings from the Lord unless you're giving it through worship to God in spirit and in truth, meaning scripturally through your faith in that one avenue that God gives you all things and receives anything back from you. If it's not faith in the sacrifice, not, not used to faith, now. that's what I'm believing now. I'm not just singing amazing grace, that's what I'm trusting in. I'm not just saying, well, of course I believe in the cross. Next time she talks ugly to me, I'm going to be found trusting in the sacrifice of Christ where I'm hidden in him, and I don't have to defend myself. My righteousness now is my one defense. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We've got to learn what it means to be seated with Christ because seated with Christ means it's finished. It's finished. It's finished and you're experiencing the rest uh, that came when Christ finished the work. Uh, that We're seated with him, we're resting with him, hallelujah, and we don't have to retaliate to people in a fleshly way. It's a beautiful picture to be able to look to the cross of Christ, not a tree, but what the Lamb of God provided there for us, which was forgiveness of sins, justification, redemption, sanctification, righteousness, wisdom. Everything is only provided to us through his death. That's why he always delivers us to the place where everything is provided us through what Jesus was made unto us there. We're not going to experience Christ while we're trusting in men, while we're trusting in words we speak, money we give, things we do, anything we do. It matters not even if it's scriptural things that we're called to do when our faith moves from Christ's death to what we're doing then we're going to have some expectation that God owes us something. But while our faith is in the sacrifice of Christ, we're going to be living our lives in a way that we understand God doesn't owe us anything. We owe Him everything. Hallelujah. Glory. But there is a difference, my friend. Have have you ever, are you one of those people that, Sometime in the past, you say, God, why is this happening to me? I've given you tithes and offerings for 20 years. Why, why is this happening to my finances? Because I have given you tithes and offerings for 30 years. We see that comment right there. It lets us know that we, we, we've been functioning in some kind of works and law mentality. This shouldn't be happening to me, God, because of what I've been doing. Uh Uh-huh, boy, we get caught there, don't we? Listen, I've seen preachers. Man, I've seen preachers. I saw a preacher one time, and I won't tell you who it was. It was a long time ago. An accident happened to one of his children, and I'll never forget. He was blown away and just was astounded that, that that had happened to his kid. Just couldn't believe it. And that in and of itself, even me not understanding the truth and the focus of God being that of Calvary, I didn't understand that back then. I knew what Jesus did at the cross is the only thing God's going to use to save anybody, but I didn't understand this, this, how the cross of Christ has to be applied to my moment-by-moment living, how it is pertaining to my living. I didn't know that, but... This pastor being blown away that that happened to his kid blew me away. Because I was thinking, how can you be thinking that things can't happen to you just like they happen to everybody else? And the only answer to that is you must think because of what you're doing, things shouldn't happen to you. Let me remind us all today that it doesn't matter... How faithful we might be even scripturally faithful bad things still happen to those people John the Baptist greatest man ever born of a woman Jesus said had his head cut off the Lord woke Peter up in the middle of the night unshackled his chains for him walked him right out of a bunch of sleeping guards into the house of the saints that were praying for him, but yet James had his head cut off. He was killed, persecuted and killed. So we don't make the plan. And when things look like, wow, how could this be God? And we're shocked over how this could be happening to us we're only shocked because we must have been thinking i must have been good enough too good for the i must have done enough to have rose above this happening to me see see how easy it is how we easily prove that our faith hadn't been in what we think it's been in it's been in ourselves people don't like the people who don't like messages like this are the people who have faith in themselves oh it's in the name of Jesus oh we believe in the cross oh that. Oh, yeah but we prove we prove things about ourselves to ourselves along the way if we're learning the truth we'll eventually see that reality If listen if we're not looking to the cross if we're not gaining Christ the the knowledge and the grace growing therein of Christ, then we'll live our whole lives blown away by bad things that happen to us. And how could this happen to me? I, well, I've been in church 40 years. How could this happen to me? I've been preaching to the people. I've been giving my life for the people for 40 years. How could this happen to my money? I've, man, I've given hundreds of... How, how could this happen to me? I read my Bible every morning, and we really tell on ourselves. Like God owes us something. God should have kept that from happening after all I've done. (laughs) My friend, it's never about what we've done at all. It's always about that one thing that God is trying to show us. That's why he always delivers us unto death, 2 Corinthians 4.11. So that he can keep showing us where he's working, what he's working, and what it is, and how it is that we're going to be being changed into the image of his son. And if it's not this way, it's not any way. It's us trying to transform ourselves. And let me say it, it's a a very scary thought, but self-transformation is of Satan, all of it. Oh, the sin nature, oh yes. Oh, the flesh, oh yes. But those are grounds through which Satan works. Self-transformation is satanic. Oh, it may be just the flesh. Oh, let me say that better. It may be the flesh. It's never just the flesh. It may be the sin nature. It's never just the sin nature. Self-transformation is satanic. And we've all been involved in it. We're not possessed of the devil, but we can be influenced by the lies of the enemy. Are we not warned as the children of God? that Satan goes around roaring as a lion. What's he roaring? His own way, his own self-transforming way. I'll exalt my throne above the Most High God. I'll do this and I'll do that. That's all the world who's not trusting. That's even all the church who's been pulled away from the focus and the determination to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. the Bible says they transform themselves as ministers of righteousness. Listen, ministers of righteousness are not preaching a self-transforming message, they're preaching the message of Christ and Him crucified as God's only way Of being conformed and transformed Into the image of God's Son Hallelujah, this is good today Glory be to God Oh, the church needs to hear this uh, For it is the great truths That will allow us to abide together In Christ in our seated position If we'll just throw everything else Out to the side If you're not willing to do that For the sake of the excellency Of the knowledge of Jesus, my friend Then you're going to stay divided and accuse everybody else of being the dividers until the church comes back to the place of being determined to know nothing else but Christ and him crucified and make that the focus because it's God's focus and make that what we're endeavoring to keep the unity of the (coughs) spirit in the bond of peace through then we're going to stay divided but you got to remember Ahab telling Elijah He was the troubler of the church in that day, when in all reality, it was Ahab who was the troubler. Elijah was the one through God, through Elijah, was calling everybody back to what? The cross, the altar which represented the cross. you got to be careful who you're listening to today because if you're not listening to men and women who are pointing you exclusive, exclusively to Christ and Him crucified for salvation and all of the experience of that salvation, then you're listening to somebody who's in and out and part-time and mixing up everything, and that ain't going to do nothing but cause Confusion. That's all it's going to do. You're going to be confused. You're going to wonder, well, see, well, well, if they're right, well, if they're right, where well, they're saying this and they're saying that, well, that's 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 caused by division. You're always safe among where the message is Christ and Him crucified, and all of the Word of God, all of God's counsel is being presented through the lens of Calvary, because that's the only place God is always delivering you unto always delivering you. To, he's not delivering you unto this and unto. He's always delivering those of us who are alive and in Christ Jesus alive to death so that we can experience this standing in grace and walking in truth from a seated position in heavenly places. Now, I want to go back to the first chapter of Ephesians while we have some time left this morning, and I want to go down into verse 19, no verse 18. No, no, let's just keep backing up. We've got 15 minutes there about this morning. So go ahead and be flipping back to Ephesians chapter 1 and let's start in verse 16 and look at something very beautiful today that the Lord has to show those who have spirit-taught hearts among his people today. Paul says in Ephesians 1 in verse 16 that he ceases not to give thanks for the church there in ephesus making mention of you in my prayers that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him in the knowledge of him now now, now I'm going to say something that I want. I, I pray the Lord help you see this today. I can't show it to you. We can read it. We can see it written. But the Holy Spirit is the only one who can give this to us, and it will always be through the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. Listen, that that is in the knowledge of Christ Jesus. Watch this. Verse 18 that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what, here it comes, watch verses 19 and 20, beautiful. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according, not just anything, but believe according to the working of his mighty power. Stop right there. 2 Corinthians 4, 12. Death works in us. So then death works in us, but life in you. You can't, experience the expressed life of Christ toward others unless death is working in you. And you need to understand that. It's scriptural. It's right here before us. Watch. Let's read verse 19 again before we roll on into the next verse. And what is the exceeding... It exceeds greatness of His power toward us who believe according to... According to. Get, you got to get this, my friends. The exceeding greatness of God's power toward us who believe is according to the working of His mighty power. Here it comes. Are you ready for this? Which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the... When He raised Him from the... When he raised him from the dead, the power was in the death. God working that power in his death, his crucifixion. When he raised him from that death and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now, I've got to say this. What we're seeing here is Paul praying for the church so that they could receive this, see this, understand this, and walk in this truth. But the power doesn't come from anywhere. We can't just be caught up like a lot of folk who claim to be Christians, and many are. We can't just be caught up, and our comments can't be like the world that says, well, at least we're believing something. Have you ever heard that said? I've heard that all my life. Well, at least we're believing something. You can't just be believing anything. God's power toward you, my friend, is according to the working of His mighty power. His working is not just Everywhere. That's why He doesn't just deliver us to anywhere and everywhere. He always delivers us unto the death of Jesus. Because that's where his work is taking place and flowing from is the death of Jesus. You, if you don't understand that, if you reject that, then you're going to just be found pretending and miserable. And when you all by yourself, when the lights are out and you're there all alone... You're going to know. If you truly have the Spirit of God, He's going to be reminding you of truth. That's not the Spirit of God who's pointing you to anywhere other than the cross. That's not the Spirit of God. That's not the Spirit of truth who's pointing you to anywhere other than the cross. It's not the Spirit of God that's pointing you to any other focus than the cross of Christ. There's where God gave you your vision, and it only, listen, that understanding, the enlightening of that vision, that understanding you stepped into can only increase as you're willing to count everything lost and dung that has been hindering the excellency of the knowledge of Christ that word excellency means the not the only knowledge God is offering that can excel you is the knowledge of Christ how many Christians go to church three or four times a week and they're really not learning Christ they're learning what the Bible says but they're not learning Christ you cannot learn Christ If you're not accepting the place, God is always delivering you. And you might have the question, well, what about before I knew God was always delivering me to the cross, the death of Jesus? Well, my friend, let's not be ugly and don't consider it ugly, but... To say the the best thing that can be said is what Paul told the church in Corinth and the author of Hebrews told those folks there that you're on the milk and you can't grow because you're carnally babes in Christ you're you're all divided what causes division any other focus than the death of Jesus so it, until we learn that the focus is of God and the focus of the church has to be the death of Jesus so that we can see all the other things we're trying to focus on, then, my friend, we're just on the milk. We're on the milk. We're on, Paul told them, I've, I've, listen, I've told you before that, that you're carnal and, and you're still carnal. I've fed you with milk because I can't feed you meat. I fed you with milk because I can't feed you the meat because you're carnal. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 2, chapter 3, rather. You read it. I mean, he's telling them, I've, I've tried to feed you meat. You, you couldn't receive it before, and you still can't receive it because you're carnal. Listen, the reason any listen, reason we, we're, we we can live as though we're carnal is because we're focused on everything but that one thing that delivers us from living as carnal babes, and that is the death of Jesus. God's, the power of God that he works in you according to is the power he wrought in Christ when? When he raised him from the Meaning it began in his death and he raised it. Listen, the power of the resurrection is in the death. And the power of death is in the resurrection. Isn't that what Paul said in Philippians 3.10, by the power of the Holy Spirit? Let's just go over there and read it. It's beautiful this morning. That I may know him. That I may know him. You're not going to know him by crying tears and quoting this scripture. Oh, that I may know him. If your heart is right before God and he knows whose is and who's just putting on uh, some emotion, we can be very emotional. We can cry real tears and still our hearts not be right. Listen, if our heart is right, we're going to find it trusting in the sacrifice of Christ. Watch, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. That very thing that God is always delivering us unto for Jesus' sake so that he can work death in us. The church tries to leave the death behind and go on to the resurrection and even putting their faith in the resurrection. Listen, we believe Jesus was raised from the dead. We believe what God says in his word concerning the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. If there was no resurrection, the cross meant nothing. But the power of the resurrection flows out of the death of Jesus. We're told that right there where we're just reading in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, 19 and 20. You can't escape it. But God's not always delivering us unto resurrection. Now, I'm talking to people who trust the Bible, who just believe the Bible, who not trying to go outside. God said He only going to perform His Word. He's not going to perform what we want His Word to say. We're not, he's not going to perform what we say His Word is. He's only going to perform and carry out His Word, nothing else. This is confirmation of what He said through the psalmist in Psalms 33 and 4. For the Word of the Lord is right, And all his works are done in truth. That means outside of truth, you're not going to find God at work. You're not going to find him at work. And in this vain age, and in this backslidden age, and in this age of the church having been and being more than ever before, seduced and expecting God to work outside the perimeters of the one place he's always delivering us to, he loves you, but he won't work outside of what his son did at Calvary. And he won't work in your life just because, well, I believe the cross. Of course I believe the cross. He he works in our lives when our hearts are yielded to his son's obedience that's under righteousness. That's faith in his sacrifice. You need to understand that. They call us mean. They call us, we don't give people half a chance. In all reality, the confusion and the mixture these others are offering, that's where they're not giving people a proper chance because one day it's right, the next day it's a mixture. One day it's right, the next day it's a mixture. That's confusion. And where there's confusion, the Bible says there's ever evil work Because where there's confusion, there can only be strife. And where there's strife and envy and confusion, every evil work. But where there's a determination not to know anything save Jesus Christ and Him crucified, there's the power of God at work to remove the strife, the envy, the division, the walls that we build to bar out. But let me tell you something. The hedge is the blood of Jesus. And God provided that 2,000 years ago in His Son on the cross. There are many today, and I'll go ahead and say most will not accept this teaching. Many are falling away. Many only want to hear about the end times. Many, nothing wrong with hearing about the end times. Many only want to focus on props. Whole ministries, you can see them on YouTube, they don't talk about nothing. But every day the news comes on the TV and they try to relate it to the end times. Let me tell you something, my friend. If your faith is not in Christ crucified, now faith is. Your faith is not... I'm not talking about it was. Because your focus is the result of what your faith is in. Your ministry is a result of what your faith is in. Your messages are the show of what your faith is in. He who speaks truth shows forth righteousness. Proverbs twelve seventeen. Write it down, take a note. He who speaks truth shows forth righteousness. The Bible says that God's righteousness is revealed in the gospel. God's righteousness is revealed in the gospel to those who are going from faith to faith. Hallelujah, this good stuff this morning. This good stuff. I hope this is helping you today. The Lord will help you if you have a spirit-taught heart, meaning that you love truth, and you only want to hear what is written, the truth, without bringing any other extra stuff in between the lines. God didn't say line upon line, but you, you can put your thoughts in. Every, you can bring your translation in. Oh, he said line upon line, no room for your thoughts, only my word. Precept upon precept. No precept, then you, and then precept, then you. No line upon line. Precept upon precept. No room for your thoughts. No room for your counsel. No room for your input. Come and hearken to the voice of God for he's speaking from heaven through the blood of his Son that speaks better things than that of Abel. Hallelujah to the Lamb. We're out of time. Of course we are. But I've been so honored and encouraged and blessed, and I mean literally to be sharing with you these wonderful truths that our eyes can behold, our hearts can be receptive of, and our feet can be found walking in all by faith in the death of Jesus. Oh, glorious Lamb of God, what a beautiful sight the cross becomes when you're looking from that seated position. And when your faith is in the sacrifice, then you see the beauty of being seated with Christ in heavenly places. And it changes everything here and now. Therefore, set your affection on things above and not on things here on the earth. Hallelujah. Praise God. I hope you join us every Monday and Friday morning at 9 a.m. Central right here in the studio, online, that is, at thecrosswaychurch.com, the face no, well, the Crossway Church Facebook page. And later you can watch everything we do on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. <clears throat> I pray the Lord's touch be upon you right now, as your hearts have received this truth today. The power of God is towards you. You that find your faith where the power of God was that raised Jesus from the dead, the place God always delivers you who are alive unto. I pray that His touch be upon you and all those who are sick and lame and struggling with anything at all. Jesus Christ and Him crucified is your answer and your provision for everything hallelujah if the Lord stirs your heart to give an offering to him and that is always between you and him you can do that by giving through this ministry at thecrosswaychurch.com, or you can simply text the word give to the number 903-231-5950 and I praise God for all of you who are helping us prayerfully and financially do all that we're called to do. It takes, it takes funds to do what we're doing, how we're doing it, as often as we're doing it. That takes funds. It takes time. So I encourage you, help us. Pray for us. Give to the Lord by giving to this ministry. Help us put ten expositor study Bibles into the hands of inmates every week. Ten the whole old and new testament expositor study bible it takes 40 dollars a bible to get one of those bibles into the hands of an inmate you say wow that's a great price yeah it adds up at the end of the year 10 per week 520 a year i encourage you to help us do that you can do that if that text-to-give number, I gave you one of the options is Bibles to Inmates, 903-231-5950. God bless you. I love you. I'll see some of you in Warren, Arkansas this weekend. Again, that's tonight, and tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at the House of Prayer, 212 South Myrtle Street, there in Warren, Arkansas, about 15 minutes, 15 miles west of Monticello. I'll see you then. Until then. Stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.